and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello there, and welcome to this episode of the Actually Making a Difference podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to know to help you start, grow and promote your impact business. This episode is part of a series looking at stories in business. In our last episode, we looked at how powerful stories can be and how you can use them in every part of the sales and marketing cycle to attract people towards your work and your community, to nurture relationships with your community and build trust as part of your invitation. In other words, when you invite people to work with you and also in your delivery, whether that's your coaching, your training program or any other product or service. If you want to understand more about the sales and marketing cycle, by the way, then have a listen to episode 12 or click the link in the show notes for my free guide. So what we've learned so far is that stories work and that they can be really powerful in business. But what kind of stories do we actually need? That's what this episode is about. Now, there's lots and lots of different types of stories out there. But in her book, The Story Factor, Annette Simmons identifies six different types of stories that are most useful to us in a business context. The first of them is the who I am stories which, as the name suggests, explain who you are as a person. They tell others, your potential clients, about your experiences, your dreams, your goals, your accomplishments, your history. These are the stories that let others see you and see who you are better than almost any other form of communication. They allow you to reveal yourself and to reveal parts of yourself that might otherwise be invisible, which is why they are essential for building trust and connection. Now, obviously, when we are telling who I am stories, the temptation is to always focus on the positive. Look at how fabulous I am. But in fact, most who I am stories, and certainly the most effective who I am stories, are not necessarily positive. Often, you may use one of these stories to talk about a personal flaw because it demonstrates not only self-awareness, strength and authenticity, but it demonstrates a willingness to be vulnerable. And that kind of vulnerability is an incredible way to build trust. Just check out Brené Brown's work on vulnerability as the bedrock for true connection and relationship. So where in the sales and marketing cycle do you think who I am stories might sit? In the attract phase, in the nurture phase, in the invitation or in the delivery? Well, the answer is everywhere. You can use a good who I am story to stand out and attract attention in a noisy marketplace as part of your attract work, or you can use it 
to build trust and connection in the nurture phase of your sales and marketing activity. You can use it in the early part of an invitation. And it's useful in delivery too, to remind people who have maybe bought your training program or bought coaching from you, who you are. So that's the first type of story, who I am stories. The second type, why I am here stories. Okay, so who I am stories tell the world who you are and why I am here stories communicate why you're here. And the purpose of these stories is to further build trust because sadly the world is filled with cynics. It is a fact that people find it hard to trust you if they suspect that you are hiding your motivations or that your motivations aren't obvious and preferably pure. Sadly, as human beings, we're kind of socialised to expect that other human beings are out to con us or to do us down in some way. And so we're constantly on the lookout for some kind of ulterior motive, some kind of hidden agenda. Your why I am here story is a way of ensuring that people have a plausible explanation for why you do what you do. Because without that understanding, they will make it up and it won't be pretty. So all those gurus who tell you that you must focus on the benefits and the transformation that you offer your clients in all of your marketing and social media activity are right but they're missing a step, which is that before you tell people what's in it for them, they want to know what is in it for you. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to pretend to total altruism. People don't expect you to be a saint and they don't object to your motives being commercial, provided you don't hide the fact that you are in this to make money, to be in business and provided you're not exploitative. In episode 42 of this podcast, I told the story of how I had to leave my job at UNICEF because I couldn't pay my rent, and how that fueled me in a lifelong passion to ensure that people don't have to choose between making a difference and making a living. That was a why I am here story. Now, Clearly, I'm in business to make a living myself. I don't hide that. But it's not the only reason I'm here. It's not why I choose to do this work, as opposed to making a lot of money as a banker, for example. I'm here because I don't want people to face the same choice that I did, because I believe that you can make a difference and make a really good living. So if you're upfront about your motivation, about what is in it for you, that imbues trust. But if you spend all of your time talking about what's in it for your clients, the benefits and the transformation that they will get, and you never talk about your own aims and objectives, then you come across as disingenuous and therefore untrustworthy. So again, I ask, when might you use a why I am here story in the sales and marketing model. Now, the truth is, they're a great way to build relationship with 
new members of your community. So I would definitely be thinking about these kinds of why I'm here stories in a nurture sequence, for example, an email nurture sequence that welcomes new people onto your list and starts the process of building the relationship with them. But they can also be used in your attraction work and to build trust in your invitation and even to get people fired up during delivery. Third type of story is the vision story. Now, your vision is often referred to as your big why, but this is different from and goes beyond your why I am here motivation. I think of it as your purpose story. So yes, I'm here because I'm motivated by wanting to ensure that you don't have to choose between making money and making a difference in the world. But to what end? What is the overall purpose of my work? What is the ultimate vision? Telling the story of your vision really requires you to tell a story that people can see, that they can fully imagine. And of all the different stories, this is the one that I find the most difficult to get right. In the first module of my Actualese Foundations program, I teach my model of purpose, which incorporates vision and mission. And there are lots and lots of people who struggle to articulate their vision without, well, without frankly feeling a bit cringy about it. So all of you who struggle with your vision or purpose stories, you're not alone. You need confidence, conviction and authenticity to share a vision story. And whilst it might read a little corny on the page, you can truly light up a room and transform an audience when you share your vision story from stage. But it does take courage. Now, the fourth type of story is a teaching story. And we spent a lot of time recently in the Actually in Wonderland experience focusing on teaching stories. This was um, a five-day storytelling challenge that I ran in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. By the way, the Making a Difference Facebook group is a really great place for you to get some more insights, tips and advice about your stories. And I often share advice there about how to craft, find and use stories in your work. So if you've got a specific story-related question, why not join the group and ask me there? You might even find the videos from the Wonderland sessions are still there for you to take a look at if you hurry before we take them down. The link to the group is in the show notes. Now, back to teaching stories. These kinds of stories, as the name implies, are designed to impart skills, create aha moments, generate insights or shift perspectives. They can unblock mindset challenges, they can promote behaviour change and they are far more effective than simply telling people what to do. I could tell a potential client that sorting out their building blocks and getting all of the right foundations in place will make everything else in their business and marketing easier and more effective. Or I could tell them a story about a client who had been working on her business for over a decade and was still struggling to make ends meet. She had spent thousands of pounds on hundreds of courses and workshops and memberships 
learning how to generate leads on LinkedIn, create Facebook ads and tackle her money mindset issues. And nothing was working. She was on the verge of giving up. She believed that she was maybe just not cut out for the world of business, that she was rubbish at marketing and that she should just go back, get a job and pursue her love of coaching and healing work in her spare time as a hobby. Within 15 minutes of talking to her, it was obvious to me that her foundations were wobbly. She wasn't clear on her people, her ideal client. She didn't have consistent and compelling positioning. She wasn't able to articulate her purpose or explain her products. In nearly a decade, hundreds of business trainers and mentors had taken her money to teach her marketing approaches and tactics and not one of them had pointed out that she needed to do some pretty fundamental work on her foundations first. Within weeks of starting the work on her core building blocks, she felt clear and confident and calm. She created a business model that worked for her and for her clients and was joyful for her to deliver. She sorted out her pricing so that she could start making the money she deserved to make. And she started promoting her business in a way that brought more and more of her ideal clients towards her. Sorting out her foundations was transformational for her. No more talk of quitting to get a job, just a good business that makes a real difference and is now also making her a good living. By the way, if you're interested in sorting out your foundations, you can find out more about the Actually Foundations program with the link in the show notes. Now, that's an example of a teaching story, a story about the importance of getting your building blocks in place. It's designed to create the insight that without solid foundations, you will struggle to build and grow your business. And you can use teaching stories when you're in the delivery phase of sales and marketing, if there's a specific skill you want to teach or a specific mindset shift you want to bring about. But you can also use them in any of the other parts of that model, whether you're using them in the attract phase to draw people towards you, adding value with some teaching that makes you stand out in your market. You can use it in the nurture phase, offering insights and actionable learning that will nurture your relationship and showcase your skills. Or you can use it in the context of inviting people to work with you. Okay, I'm going to cover the next two quite quickly. So the next two types of stories. The first is values in action stories. Now, when it comes to sharing your values or what I think of as principles, I am a great believer in the philosophy of show, don't tell. Live your principles. Allow them to inform every business decision you make and every aspect of your marketing and you will never need to write them on your website or put up posts about them on your social media platforms. Everyone will simply know what they are. It's a bit like dating profiles. Don't tell me you're funny. Make me laugh and then I'll know it. And in a values in action story, you may be telling a story, but you are showing your principles in action 
by providing an example of them at work. And the final type of story is the I know what you're thinking story. Now, these are the kinds of stories that make people wonder if you are actually somehow psychic. But it isn't really that hard to do. You don't have to develop psychic ability. If you've sorted out your foundations, if you've done your homework, if you've identified, understood and genuinely connected with your people, your ideal clients, then I know what your thinking stories are actually relatively easy to construct. These stories are ones that will allow you to address objections, suspicions, questions, concerns, even before people voice them. And so they can be hugely powerful in the context of an invitation when you're inviting people to work with you. So you see, stories are useful at every part of the sales and marketing cycle. I invite you to consider each of these types of stories, how, when, and where you might use them. And if you have any questions, come and join me in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. I'd be really happy to help because you're ready and it's time to actually make a difference. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey. And you will always be welcome.